Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? What is up? What is up? It's Rory. I am back. We're doing another podcast. And I'm excited to be putting out content again. Let's uh, let's get after it together. What do you say? So before we get started, guys, I want to remind you that we are asking something of you. We are asking you to share the podcast and to rate the podcast if you if you believe in it, if you like it, if you think this is useful. Give us five stars and share why you think so. And make sure you're subscribed because the truth is, is iTunes doesn't really care unless you subscribe and actually download the podcasts. Um, So give us five stars, subscribe to the podcast and share this thing. Show this thing on social media. Tell your friends about it. Please do that. We'd appreciate it. We want to get the word out. We think it's a good, uh, we think it's useful stuff here. So what we're going to talk about today after after you pause this and tell all your friends about it and start this back up is decision-making specifically uh, the OODA loop. If you don't know what OODA is, then um, that's probably a problem. And we're going to talk about frameworks you can use to make great decisions in your business but all decisions ultimately kind of come back to this very basic concept of UDA, which is observe, orient, decide, act, which comes from the, the military. Um, I probably should have looked this up, but I, I do think it originally came from the Air Force, uh, but I could be wrong about that. Um, anyway, at the end of the day, we deal, and in our business, I deal with a lot of people that have that are either there, there's there's kind of like I, I would I would put uh, probably at least ninety percent of people that we deal with into one of these two categories. One is paralysis by analysis, right? They're afraid to take action, and the other one is I don't want to think about it. I just want it to work. You're going to find ninety percent of small business owners fall into those categories, right? where they kind of like overthink or they don't think enough. And your solution to those is going to be by having well-documented, well-thought-through, systemized frameworks for making decisions. And if you look at all great entrepreneurs, they have pre-set and great coaches, right? Great athletes. They can walk you through a decision-making framework. There's a there's like a step-by-step structure that they've already decided of, upon before the decision is being made, right? They decided on the principles they were going to use to make these decisions years ago. And you need these frameworks and these step-by-step processes you can move through, whether you are running a business, whether you are managing a department, whether you are coaching a team, whether you are an athlete, uh, a point guard. They just happen much faster if you're a point guard on an NBA team than they do uh, than they happen usually if you're a CEO. But the reality is, is that if you have to think through each decision, you're screwed. On the other hand, if you are always thinking about each decision, then you're screwed. You have to have the basics worked out for you already. You have to have already decided how you're going to make these types of decisions. And 
one of the biggest learning lessons that I had when it comes to this, when I realized you can just have processes and frameworks for understanding, for being able to observe and then take the observed data and orient yourself so that you can make a decision. I, I, I took a class in college called Problem Solving and Decision Making taught by Gary Ewan. Um, anyone who has taken that class remembers that class. Um, and it was a phenomenal class. The reason it was phenomenal is because I actually learned. If you're like me, you freaking hate school, but you love learning. And that's what that's true of a lot of people, man. I love to learn new stuff and you can't get me to stop working if I'm growing. But if I'm not growing and I can't see how what I'm learning is going to benefit me, I could care less. Right. And that was how I was in school a lot. But this class was awesome. It was awesome because I could see how powerful it was. And it was based on. Um the teachings of Kepner and Trigo, who are old school management gurus that would help a lot of Fortune 500 companies improve their management. And what you what it what it walks you through is a is a bunch of series, a bunch of frameworks by which you can make decisions. And what you realize is you don't have to wonder and you don't have to think and you don't have to always get excited about, oh my gosh, what if it's wrong? What if it's right? You can actually just pre-plan out with the priorities. You can rank order what's most important, what's least important, and you can actually make systematic decisions instead of doing everything by feel. Because the reality is that for every one time you were right on your gut when it comes to making an important decision, you're wrong 10 times. And that's true of every great entrepreneur. I, I, you will not find a great entrepreneur that doesn't say that. Now, let me, let me take for a minute and, and give you the couple caveats to that. People decisions need to be based on gut. Like you, you, you need to consider your gut. If you're thinking about people, we are humans. We interact face to face. Like when we interact with each other, like our gut is telling us things that we can't quite describe sometimes that is definitely important to be listening to your gut. The other, on the other end of the extreme, listening to your gut is also important, but it's important to try and test. It's it, you, you try, you test, you take action and you get the data back to see if it was correct or not. There's too many people that just decide, well, this is the way I want to do it because this feels right to me. And the data shows otherwise that that wasn't necessarily the right decision, but they aren't looking at the data and actually using a decision-making framework to evaluate it, okay? So in this class, I was blown away because I, I just remember every single lesson that we went through, each one made so much sense to me. And I could see how other people in the class, it just was so challenging for them to wrap their minds around this, around the fact that you could just follow a process and you don't have to guess and you don't have to, to like worry about it, right? 
one of the main, uh, according to Dr. Ewan, um, he, he, he said that only two or three of his master's level students had ever gotten the correct, or, or his math, they, they do it in groups, not just students. At the time when he was teaching this to us, my group got it correct. And he had said that only two or three of his master's level um, groups in over 20 years of teaching this had ever came to the correct answer. And I remember working through this problem because he does the same problem in every class. Just following a process. And I remember dealing with my group how worried they would get about following the process because the the process would say because of x do y and they would be like but what if but i, I kind of feel like this but I, I think that and i would be like no guys this is a system use the system and follow the process and let's see what we get right and it led us to the answer because it was a systemized way of evaluating data and analyzing the problem and figuring out what the root cause of the problem was. And even when we got to the answer, that could be systematically guaranteed to be correct, and I walked everyone through how we were doing it and how we were getting there, still everyone in the group was, but I, it kind of seems like it should be that, but it kind of seems like it should be this because of X, Y, Z. And I wouldn't, and I just insisted, no guys, just follow the process. It can't be anything but this. We can check off that one because of X. We can say it wasn't that because of Y. We know that it's this. We know that it is this one right here. It cannot, it is scientifically impossible to be anything else. So they finally went with it. Lo and behold, we were like either the third or fourth group out of hundreds and hundreds of groups who had gone through this to get the correct answer. Maybe it was, maybe it's even thousands. I'm not sure. Um, but the point is that taught me a very, very powerful lesson. And it's that you, you don't always have to rely on talent. The, the, the great ones have prepared and created outcomes through through understanding and learning so much so that they don't have to always be thinking and always be necessarily in a, I want to say like, they don't always have to be in a peak state because they've prepared so well and they have, they, they can rely on all the thinking already being done. Right. They understand what the other person's going to do. They understand what the competition is going to do because they've, created these frameworks by which they can understand things. Now that's a long, long story to get to this point. And here's a couple examples of of how I see this play out. In the beginning, business owners tend to do the paralysis by analysis thing, right? That's because they don't have that much money and they're worried if they spend their money and they lose their money, then they're going to be screwed. And so every decision has to be perfect. And they're so scared that if it's not a perfect decision, that it won't work. If you're in that stage, you just need to take action. Honestly, like you have to, the first framework that you can decide, and I'm going to give you this framework right now. 
is is forget about all the other like what the perfect decision is you just take action and 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 the framework is that um imperfect action is greater than inaction it is better to decide than to delay decision so you have to act in the beginning But once you start to develop something, once you start to create something of a business, once you start to create something of a team that actually looks at you as a leader, they actually start to rely on you to make quality decisions. And it it does, it has to be about more than just always grinding it out, always taking huge action. You do actually have to demonstrate that you're capable of evaluating situations and and understanding what the the best choice is right we sell um consulting services and marketing services and um coaching services to our clients and they will so many young entrepreneurs or even old entrepreneurs but they're they're not they haven't grown past a, a higher stage what we'll deal with is is we'll realize once we start asking them questions that they've never even attempted to understand their situation. They haven't asked themselves any of the challenging questions that one should be asking themselves if they're an entrepreneur. They've never said, well, if I've tried this particular thing three times, and I know that this particular thing that has worked for all of my friends except for me, if I know it's not working for me, why isn't it working? They haven't put out a list and said, well, maybe it's because of this or this or this or this, and actually tested those conclusions, right? They haven't gone out and actually been scientific about the process. What they continue to do is just look and hope for a solution. Oh, well, well that didn't work, so maybe that'll this other thing will work. Oh, this didn't work, so maybe that'll work. And we'll even ask people in our process that we bring through, bring people through, what's most important to you? What are you looking for in a solution? Right? What are the criteria that you're evaluating by? And I can tell you nine times out of ten, the best answer that we get is that it works or that I get a great ROI. And it's like, Hold on, dude. We don't actually do this, but but it's but it like it should be. Hold on, dude. That's your criteria. So you can't even know, you can't even be confident in your decision until you've been doing it for three or four months and you know that you're getting a great ROI. You can't just like lay your head on the pillow tonight and say, you know what, I made the right decision for my business. Whether or not I end up becoming a billionaire overnight or I get the exact outcome I wanted, you can't just like know when you're done with this phone call, hey, I, I made the decision I needed to make or, or I, chose not, I chose to make a different decision because of the information I gathered. You're literally just hoping. And what it's like is what happens in in a gunfight, and this has been pretty well uh, understood and documented, even even with the most well-trained, you know, like 
Navy SEALs or whatnot. What tends to happen is that the fight or flight, like the parasympathetic, the nervous system just, just kicks in and you get overwhelmed with adrenaline when, when bullets start flying and you, you literally lose your ability to think. And that's kind of what will happen with entrepreneurs when they're faced with big decisions. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to spend money on this. I have to spend money on that. And they get overwhelmed by it. And they're like freaking out instead of systematically thinking through it, right? Now, the reason that in the military, they train so much, they train all these situations, they put the soldiers under so much pressure is because of this idea that you don't rise to the occasion, you default to the level of your training. And so if you have ingrained habits into your decision-making processes with a gun in your hand when you're in a gunfight, then you will, you will do it subconsciously. You will do the right thing. Your training kicks in instead of your brain that's going crazy, right? And that's where you need to get to. And that's, those are the frameworks that they build into the soldiers but you as an entrepreneur can build in frameworks, which thankfully you don't have to practice a thousand times. You can just learn the frameworks and understand how to make decisions. You can have a system that you rely on, right? And you can know, and you can confidently talk to your team and say, hey, here's what we're going to do. And here's why we're going to do it. And I need you guys to buy into it. Instead of, oh my gosh, I hope this works. It's going to be, it's going to be horrible if it doesn't. We'll see. I'm going to blame them. And then your team, if it doesn't work, I'm going to blame them. And then your team watches you just continually blame everyone else. And therefore you never grow because no one's taking ownership. So. Let's talk about UDA, right? So this is every decision basically falls into this. O-O-D-A. Observe orient, decide, act, right? So this is, you know, you're plopped in the middle of a battlefield. Don't just grab your gun and start randomly shooting. You might shoot your buddy, right? The first thing you have to do is open your eyes and look. Gather some data, right? Okay, it seems like the bullets are coming from over there. I heard an RPG come from that direction. You have to start observing and seeing where things are. The next thing is that you orient, which means you prioritize the data that you're getting. You have to take a deep breath and do this. Okay, that is the, that is the greatest threat. This is the safest place to be. How can we mount an attack to get there? Are there any, does anyone else have any other ideas? Okay, same thing in your business. Okay, I'm gathering data. It appears that lead gen, we're able to generate leads, but our nurturing processes aren't very good and we never turn leads into actual appointments. Right? So we're orienting, we're getting the data. We're starting to orient that data and prioritize, right? We're starting to look and say, okay, where our business has been stuck, 
We've increased lead flow three, four, five different times, and it hasn't increased revenue. Therefore, something in between lead generation and actual revenue generation, something in that line is broken. So we can prioritize and say, you know what, maybe it's not lead gen, maybe it's lead nurture, maybe it's lead conversion. Maybe it's some, maybe it's a combination of both. And we can start evaluating that instead of just saying, well, hopefully someone else has something better. Oh, well, maybe I'll just try something else. As long as it's a good price and it seems like it has some good testimonials, I'll try that one. And the reality is that every business is different. Every situation is different. And the leader of that organization, the leader of that group, that leader of that team has to possess the ability to observe and then orient and start prioritizing the data that he's getting, the inputs that are coming in. And I'll tell you right now, the quality of your answers in terms of the data that you get is directly dependent on the quality of the questions that you ask. So a question like, how do I build my business? Or how do I get more leads? Or how do I make more money? Is not a very high quality question. Right? Whereas if you could narrow that down, right? Because there's a thousand ways, right? How do I lose weight? There are 50,000, 50 million proven ways of losing weight right? Paleo diet, Mediterranean diet, um, starvation, uh, like water, water fasting, like there's just like the, you could literally do anything. And it will work if you actually do it. But the question is more like, what's right for me. So based on what I know about myself, hey, if, if the question is, how do I make more money? First of all, well, how much money do I want to make exactly? And what am I passionate about? Where do I actually have skills? What do I have the best opportunity at actually being good at? Where do I have connections who can introduce me to the right people in that industry? Right? When you start asking questions like this, you can actually start to orient and put together a real plan that would allow you to decide and act. What I find so often with these with with smaller entrepreneurs, you know, those that, those of you that are below a million a year, oftentimes below 3 million a year, I don't usually find it to be super I don't I don't I don't usually find people to have really good high quality thinking processes until I I start to see people who have broken through uh, quite a few levels of of business growth, and that usually I usually start to notice that more when people are above three million, uh, three million a year. There's there's a lot that goes into that, right? It could be true, might not be true, but I just find that to be kind of a decent rule to follow. That you have to have made enough of these mistakes and realized that it's your decision as the leader to to understand, to to observe and orient and make decisions, but. Again, guys, this happens again and again, where we just get into this, this hope, you know, you're relying on hopium, you're, you're just taking the hopium drug, 
and instead of being systematic, right? One thing that I always try to walk people through when I'm on consulting calls, and this is very common, right? Because people just like, I don't know what to do. I'm, or I just need to think of, think it over. And, and it's like, hold on, man. Here's, this is, this is, this is the advice that I try to give people is instead of hoping that everything's perfect, let's just, let's just empower you for a minute here, man. Do you think that, that, you know, Bill Gates got where he was or Warren Buffett got where he was or Steve Jobs got where he got by just kind of like guessing and hoping kind of like what you're doing now? Of course, the answer is no, no, they, they, right. And, and do you, do you, when you look at them, even when, even videos of them, when they were extremely young, do you notice how much confidence they had in where they were going? Yes, they did. So, so the question is why it's because they were, they had a, a process they were following. And in business, one thing you can do is you can, first of all, admit to yourself, there are no perfect solutions. There's only trade-offs, Right. Just like in war, if you're dropped into a battle zone and you're in a gunfight, there's no perfect thing. Like some people are probably going to die and you're going to have to make decisions. Hopefully you stay alive. Hopefully your team stays alive and hopefully the bad guys die, right? Hopefully you achieve your objective, but you're going to have to make decisions that have trade-offs. One option might be just go straight up the gut, charge them and just guns blazing, just charge right up the middle and try to overthrow them. Probably going to lose a lot of guys that way, but it's a decision that could be made. Another option might be to, to distract them on one side and flank around another side, right? Lots of firepower from one area and then sneak around the back, right? There's so many different things that could happen, but the idea here is that you're making decisions that have trade-offs, Right? The trade-off of that second option would be that your forces are divided. Communications might be an issue. Right, You're not going to have as much strength at any one place. In business, there's going to be trade-offs with any decision you make. So just stop and just say, okay, it's not my job to find the perfect solution. It's my job to make a decision. It's not my job to be God. It's my job to be a leader and leaders make decisions. So the first thing I'm going to do as a leader is I am going to observe and I'm going to properly identify the problem. And this is what I walk people through. Have we, have we identified the problem? Like, do you, do you see that? Right. And, and, Helping people understand, like, do you understand your problem? Do you understand what you're going through? Do you understand why things aren't working? Do you think this has clarified a lot of things? Good, right? So now that you understand and you've prioritized and you've, you've clarified, I think I found the root cause of my problem. I think I understand what the issue is now. And I believe I have, I have clarity on that. Then you can set about saying, okay, well, then now I need a solution to this problem. Right. That observe that absorbs that that absolves you from the responsibility of being God, of saying, well, I have to just keep my I have to get my business to perfection, to perfect. No, that's all you have to do is create a solution 
or find a solution for the problem that you need to solve that moves your business forward. You do not need to you do not need to fix everything at once. You do not need to omnipotently make everything perfect. What you need to do is now that you've identified a problem, find the solution. Once you believe you have a a solid solution, not a perfect solution, but this, you know, finding something, this appears to be a very sound solution to the root cause problem that I have. From there, you can actually take action. And that's where the rubber meets the road. Okay, now as a leader, it's not important it's more it's 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 less important it's more important that you decide than how you decide right so make that decision and take action on a course a course of action that is going to make a difference and go all in on it and so if you've ever struggled with making challenging decisions if you've ever struggled with having conviction on the path that you're on If you're always second-guessing yourself, if you notice that your team doesn't have conviction in the choices that you make, think through this, guys, and start to become confident in your decision-making. Because you can have frameworks. By the way, and if, if you work with us, we teach you dozens and dozens of frameworks that you can just plug right in and just say, okay, if these are my numbers, I can look at this and I can make this decision. If this is what I'm experiencing, I can categorize it and put it into XYZ categories and I know what decision to make based on the outcome that I want. But what you have to be 100% sold on before any of those specific frameworks is you have to be 100% sold on the idea instead of this big, grand, oh my gosh, I need the perfect solution. Go through the OODA loop right? You've got to observe. You've got to orient. Then you have to make a decision based on the way that you've oriented yourself, based on the way that you've prioritized. And then you have to take full action on that decision you've made. Okay, guys? So hopefully that was helpful. Again, guys, share this podcast if you like it, if you find it valuable. I sure hope that you do. And uh, we can't wait to see you again for the next episode. Take it easy. Take it easy.